Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And welcome to Reading the Gospel. Today we are reading about the imprisonment of John. Uh, this is actually found in two of the Gospels. Gabriel be, will be reading from Luke chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, and then I will follow with Matthew chapter 14, verse 3 through 5. Even verse 18, with many exhortations, John preached the good news to the people. Verse 19, but Herod the Tetrarch, who had been reproved by him, but is by John, for Herodias, his brother's wife, and for all the evil things that Herod had done, added this to them all, that he locked up John in prison. Uh, Matthew 14, verse 3 says, For Herod had seized John and bound him, and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. Uh, Josephus, the Jewish historian from the first century, said that uh, this decision of uh, Herod Antipas, who was reigning on the east side of the river Jordan in uh, uh, the kingdom of Jordan today. Mm -hmm. So that decision was so unpopular on one side, and the ministry of John the Baptist was so popular. So when John mentioned this and asked the king to turn around and to repair the evil that he had done, uh, the king was so afraid mm -hmm. that John the Baptist might uh, start or lead a revolt, uh, a social uprising uh, against his, um, him as a ruler, so that he decided to lock him up. And it seems that that happened just a little bit before the Passover festival, the most popular um, from all the religious festivals when everyone from the whole nation as well as from those uh, Jews in the diaspora would come to Jerusalem. You know, spending time on the, the questions, we're asking these questions, what does this story tell us about Jesus um, or tell us about God? I like to start uh, uh, a little bit uh, with a side question. Mm -hmm. I've seen many Christians uh, going very bold and saying, the Lord told me this. Mm -hmm. And they go and kick and scream for righteousness and uh, um, they try to address uh, sins at the national level or even international level. We have a saying for that, standing on a soapbox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they like to stand up and, and share. And, and usually, at least in my experience, uh, many times it's one, one topic, uh -huh. you know, one subject that they're speaking against. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So when I see people doing this, my first question is, are they called by God to do it? Mm -hmm. And in our story, John was called by God to do it. Yeah. Sometimes Christians 
assume to themselves different roles which God never bestowed on them or, or even on other human beings, we have to be very careful. What is the mission that God has entrusted us? John the Baptist was prepared for that mission. He was uh, born in a specific supernatural way. He was educated early in his life into the wilderness. Uh, he was called to have this kind of ministry, uh, direct preaching. Are you called to be another John the Baptist? Mm -hmm. um, you really have to solve that between you and God. <laughs> There's two things to look at in this. One is the Bible should be looked at as a book written for me. Yeah. You know, I'm coming to the Bible to see what the Bible is telling me, not necessarily what the Bible is telling you. You can read the Bible in two different ways. You can open it with a content towards you. Yeah. And uh, or you can open it with the covers towards you and the content towards other people, like reading for other people. Exactly. It was designed for me. I should read it for myself. But there are instances, and you know, I look at the story of Elijah. Mm -hmm. The very first time we hear of Elijah in First Kings nineteen, he's going to the king, and his name slipped my mind right now. Uh, Ahab. Uh, Ahab. Thank you. He's going to Ahab. Um, and he's saying there's not going to be rain. There are places for us to go out and speak. You know, if we if there are leaders in our church who are living in open sin or, or acting outside of where God has called them to, we can go and, and work through the channels to address those things. We're not saying don't bring anything up. Mm -hmm, that, mm -hmm. This is my point in sharing this. Yes. But we have Matthew chapter 18 that says you go to your brother directly. Yeah. If the brother doesn't listen to you, take some yeah, a leader of the church with you or two of them. Yeah, but but the focus is when we read the Bible, it's about us, mm -hmm. and we're looking at ourselves. Um, and and so, um, getting back to that question, what is this passage telling us about Jesus or God? That God assigns different jobs to different people, mm -hmm. and journalists are his prophets spoke persons for him and some of these jobs might be very difficult addressing the sins of the leaders and you might end up being locked up in prison yeah so being faithful to god is a decision that you have to make every morning no matter those consequences and I think for me, it's very similar to what you said, but it's God has not promised us peace, like easiness on this earth, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, freedom from strife. You know, we are in a sin-filled world, and sometimes in what God calls us to do, it puts us in conflict, yeah. um, and we might lose our family, we might lose our belongings, we might lose our job, we mm -hmm. might even lose our life. Um, but we need to take that stand for God no matter what he's yes. calling us to do. In Psalm 23, it does not read, if you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. It says, when you go, that yeah. means you are always going to go uh, through that valley of the shadow of death, and mm -hmm. Jesus Christ promises to be with us, the Lord will be with us. 
How is this passage speaking to us today? On one side, we have to be sure that we are faithful to what God calls us to do, mm-hmm. to his general revealed will of God. And we also have to be faithful to the specific jobs or missions God entrusted us. But on the other side, and the Holy Spirit talks to us and tells us that maybe there is something that has to be put in order in your house. You may have to uh, cut those ties and uh, you may have to reallocate your priorities. You may have to better use your money. Mm -hmm. Um, You be careful with the friends that you are around and uh, some decisions about your jobs, about the kids' education and so on. But uh, we really have to be sure that those messages are from the Word of God or are coming through the channels used by God like some spoke persons for him yeah as, as i look at this passage i put myself in herod's shoes how mm. would i respond mm. when i find out something i'm doing is against the will of god and will i attack the the messenger mm-hmm. or will i surrender the same way we pray in the Lord's Prayer, your will be done on earth, in my life, in my heart, as it is designed or explained or defined in heaven. So with that attitude, I solve most of the problems. If I then have the desire, that attitude of obedience, the desire to sync my life with the will of God, I will feel that everyone is against me, Mm -hmm. that God is not interested in my well-being, in my happiness, and... So, I'm gonna trans... My my response is gonna transition into the next question, what are you gonna do about it? And for me, when I come to these times in my life where I realize my life is out of sync with God, um, the first thing I do is repent. But if I'm being honest, sometimes I I come across something that I love more than God. And we try to justify that. Yeah. And find an excuse to rationalize it. And and I'm not ready or I'm not willing to give it up. Mm -hmm. Um, And this might happen to, to others. You know, it happens to me. It happens to everyone. The first thing we need to do is be honest with ourselves. Mm -hmm. Don't try to hide it from God. Mm -hmm. And, And I pray this simple prayer God, give me the want to want to quit because mm-hmm. I don't want to quit. Like, God, right now, I know I love this more than you, but I don't want to love this more than you. I want to love you more. So change my heart, change who I am, change my desire for this. I give you permission. And sometimes we want to hide from that little whisper of the Holy Spirit, the will of God as revealed to us in different ways. Mm-hmm. And if we cannot hide, we may want, as Herod, to to silence that voice. Yeah. And this is what he did. He put John in prison, knowing that uh, he can preach to those prisoners, but not to him anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to run away from the godly and and surround ourselves uh, with voices that that won't criticize what we're doing. 
because mm-hmm. we feel it's that guilt. That, mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, so how can we share this with other people? Well, we can share only if we realign with the will of God, if we have an experience of sinking our life with the will of God. If you have that experience, it's so easy to share it. Yeah. It's it, because it's a joy. It's um, um, like a misalignment in in many aspects of of life that is being removed. Um, there is no hindrance to your spiritual growth. You enjoy life at a different level, and you like to talk about that joy. And I don't even think it needs to be shared by speaking. Mm-hmm. Just our actions, you know, when we surrender to God and when when our lives are being changed from something we love to something we despise, um, you know, when, when God's doing that work in us, it changes who we are and others will notice. Absolutely. Um, when we experience that spiritual realignment, mm-hmm. which in the Bible is called uh, conversion, um, people are going to look at us, mm-hmm. right? They are going to pause and to see, hey, is this real? Is this going to last for a while? Uh, is this a stepping stone towards something else? Yeah. And if we are consistent, uh, those people are going to take us seriously. And maybe they are going to come to us and say, hey, tell me about your, your story, because I see that you are a different person now. Yeah. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that you will help us to read the Bible and focus on ourselves, mm-hmm. not use the Bible as a sword to attack others. Father, if you've given us a message to share with someone, please make it plain and give us the ability to go forward and share that. Amen. But if not, when we come to spend time with you, help us not to be thinking about the evils of those around us, but more to be looking at ourselves in a mirror. Amen. And Father, when we realize that we're out of sync with you, I pray that you you help us to surrender. Amen. And to give those things up and give you permission to change our lives and change our desires and change our will. Continue to do that work in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.